We'll get to the NBA head coaching. Do you want to do the coaching now? Because we're Why talking not? about the NBA. Let's do that. Let's do that. Because I looked at this and I'm like, you know what? I got excited about the coach of the year market because you guys know that I'm a nerd for these NBA end of season awards. NFL too, but the NBA is always like where I've nerded out on it. So let's just flip it. Let's just do that first since we're here talking about the NBA anyway at this point. With Joe Mazzullo, the favorite, the Celtics head coach at plus 160 to win coach of the year. How amazing would it be for the Celtics to have two different coaches essentially you know, win coach of the year in back-to-back seasons. To me, that feels shaky, right? Yeah. To, to me, that feels like, all right, well, if Ime could coach this team to create the culture and them to be... And I know Monty Williams won't want to point that out, but like yep. the guy that's like in there as like a, a almost... as like a, I, I yep. should have rephrased that, as a finalist, as one of the right. top candidates to win. Right, so if Ime can get them to this place, they go to the finals, and then you have Joe Mazzula come in, and he continues to... You know, he gets the baton and he continues their dominance, I don't think you should win. Like, I've thought about it a lot, and I know that there's dysfunction. I know that there's a lot going on around the organization, and he could have folded up like a cheap lawn chair, and mm-hmm. they could have absolutely been decimated. But to me— You ever sat in a folded-up cheap lawn chair that falls yeah. apart? It's the worst, Yo, isn't it? I Just mean, the worst. I get stuck in them because I'm so little. <laughs> you know, I get—I'm, like, inside I would pay it. a lot of money to see I'm you like, stuck in a lawn help chair. Me, help me, help someone. me. I'm like, pull me up, pull me up. Just standing up with the chair stuck to I'm you. I'm literally like just stuck in. I can't even sit because it's just, I can't even stand because it's stuck and it's like rooted into the ground. So for me, I don't, I don't think I would, and, and I, the odds aren't there for him, right? Plus 160. And who knows? Maybe he wins it. Maybe he doesn't. I like the Taylor Jenkins angle. Yeah. Right? Taylor Jenkins, if the Memphis Grizzlies end up being the number one seed in the West, which you talk about Memphis and, and all those comments mm-hmm. that John Morant said. Listen, like we were talking about how do we how do we lace this into our conversation? John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies are fearing no one in the West. Celtics, he said, are the only team. It's the only team right now that they fear. And look, Taylor Jenkins could have won it last year and would have been before. absolutely deserved of it the last couple of seasons with what he's done. One of really one of the best young up and coming coaches in the NBA right now. And I I, I just I don't we have to be careful at what happens at the beginning of the season and make sure that that can stay the pattern and stay consistent the entire year. And what right. I mean by that is, you know, Jason Tatum at the pace that he's on. We looked yesterday at the straw poll and we've seen where Steph Curry was. Remember, this time last year, Steph Curry was a runaway favorite to win MVP. Yep. Runaway. And then the Warriors started to fall off. They had injuries. Draymond missed time. And, you know, everything unraveled until they went to the won the title. So who really cares? And I'm sure they don't really care. But just because you see something right now going a certain way doesn't mean it's going to last the entire season. There'll be one or two teams in the NBA that will make major leaps this year. The Nets, I look, I said last week, I think the Nets are primed to be a team that's going to at least, I don't think they're better than Milwaukee, and I don't think they're better than Boston, but they have the potential to make a major jump. We're seeing that now with the way they're playing. Not against Golden State, because Golden State's got a trash team that's out there, but over the last couple of weeks, we've started to see that growth. If if you have John Morant and the Grizzlies continue to play the way that they are, they've, they've lost their last two, but they've won seven of their last ten. They were close last year. But then, of course, you look at the Pelicans. Why wouldn't Willie Green win it? My God, look at the jump that this team has made. So there's a lot of candidates that are very, very reasonable to win MVP. So this can move a lot because it's not just one or two runaway guys. And it's really the same thing with Coach of the Year. There's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of parity right now in the NBA. So when you look at a Taylor Jenkins at plus 650 or Willie Green at 4-1 to one to win M- to win Coach of the Year, it's not out of the realm of possibility at all. You good over there, PJ? You dying? 
You good, man? You're coughing yeah, a lot. I took a water went down the wrong yeah. tube, didn't yeah, it? That happened to me. That happened That's to me exactly as well. What it was. Yeah, you almost uh, choked a couple days ago. Yep. What's going on in here? Yeah, you guys never drink water or something? Is this your first time putting liquids it. in your body? Never done it before. <laughs> I just get IVs at home. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, I think there's some merit around the the team or the player or the coach that was the runner-up the year before. Mm-hmm. And if they continue to take another leap, we saw that with Monty Williams. Obviously, you know, Tom Thibodeau should not have won it the year that he won it. So there's now like a trickle effect where it's almost a like a lagging indicator yeah. uh, in terms of who should really win it. Everybody's so, behind a year. Yeah. so It's it all sh- behind by one year. Should have been Ime last year, but no Ime anymore. Yeah. Ime is not there anymore. Yeah, Boston yeah. continues yep. its reign. Now you're out of it. Maybe Taylor Jenkins should won it. Should have won it last year. Yeah. Now that Emay's no more, maybe Taylor Jenkins Jenkins wins it this year. And then next year, that's when I would be voting for Willie Green if they t- continue to take another step. This might be one of those things. Is like, who do I think should have won it last year? Mm-hmm. They'll win it this year. Who do I think should win it this year? They'll win it next year. The thing though with Coach of the Year is it's not like MVP as much where it becomes the next guy up. You can have a coach win it very early on. Like, li- listen. If the Utah Jazz continue to be in the playoff hunt, I understand their record's not going to be, they'll be a you know a middle-of-the-pack Western Conference team, but considering what the expectations were, it might be that Doc Rivers syndrome where years ago when he was the coach of the Magic, and they were, that roster was, that roster was about as bad as what you have out there on the court right now for the, it might have been worse than what the Warriors are putting out on the court right now against the Nets. By the way, getting beat 75-43. to 43. But Will Hardy, coming off that Boston staff to go out there and take this team where Danny Ainge is probably like calling him up going, hey, Will, can you, can you stop? Can you stop winning games, please? Like, we need to lose. The intention was for that team to tank. And instead, right now the Jazz are still two games over 500. Do I think he's going to win? Probably not. I and think I, that team starts to fall off. But that's the type of situation where we have in the NBA this year where you do have a coach or multiple teams that are way over exceeding expectations. And I think that we're starting to see that Danny Ainge in his plan and Will Hardy in his plan might be different than our plan. I think so. You know what I mean? I think so. Our plan is we see them trade Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and get a bunch of draft picks and pieces, and they say, we say, well, they've got their own first-round picks and other teams' first-round picks. Why not just tank? And they're like, well, we have a bunch of young players. We'll see what we have. Give Will Hardy a shot. Will Hardy's yeah. like, I'm not trying to lose. Right. I don't. I have a five-year deal, but I don't want to be in. I saw what happened to Brett Brown. He yeah. bought into that, and he was gone by the end. <laughs> the process did not get completed for Brett Brown. <laughs> so I'm going to start to try to win, at least to do something competitive right now. And Danny Ainge doesn't love as a competitor. He doesn't love to stink either. How long did his rebuild last in Boston? Not that long. He figured out in a couple of years that they could compete as well when they got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum pretty fast. So... Yeah, I like Will Hardy. I love that look. I really do. And then if you look at, you know, the the Sacramento Kings, which, you know, my Kings. Yes. They are sixth. Kings. They are sixth in the West right now. Sixth. Right behind the Clippers and the Suns, above the Blazers and the Jazz, right? If this Kings team is like a four seed, say it's like Phoenix, Memphis, New Orleans, Sacramento, my Lord. 10 to 1 odds for Mike Brown. I yeah. already played it. I already played yeah. it, guys. You know, you know that. I played Sacramento to win the division. I played Sacramento, Mike Brown, Coach of the Year props. Like, I'm in on Sacramento. So, I think that's still good value. I think I got him at 14 to 1. 10 to 1 still pretty good. It's very bundled up right at the 10 to ten to 14. Budenholzer, yeah. no shot Budenholzer wins it. No shot. No, no. Zero. He, he's kind of already. It's just, nope. like, it's just like Giannis with the MVP. 
He's had his window. It's yep. already there, and it's done. It's closed. That's just the way that it works. Bickerstaff um, could have won it. I just feel like there's not enough buzz around him. I, th- I thought Bickerstaff was another coach that deserved it last year. Yes. Now, look, again, there's so many different coaches and so many successful teams where you could make an argument for four or five different coaches last year and this year and say, oh, yeah, I, I could understand why they'd win it. J.B. Bickerstaff should absolutely be on that. It made more sense last year, though, because of how much they exceeded expectations. Like, I want to say going into the season, I'm pretty sure last year Cleveland's win total was a 23 and a half, and they won 46 games. So they doubled their win total. So that's... You get that's, Donovan Mitchell, you get, now, now you have it's, expectations. Exactly. Now it's expectations. So they're almost just kind of evening out yeah. where they are. Like, I always look at this years ago when Joe Johnson was playing for the Hawks. It was before that big 2010 free agency with LeBron and everybody. Joe Johnson was always looked at as like this underrated guy, right? Could go play either guard position, go out and score, go out and shoot, do all these things for the Hawks. Then once he got paid, it was no longer Joe Johnson's underrated. It's Joe Johnson has to live up to these expectations of then, I think, like a six-year, $120 million contract, which was big in the NBA 12 years ago. But the expectations change when the results around you also change. And the results of getting Donovan Mitchell have now changed the expectations on Cleveland and J.B. Bickerstaff. So, yeah, I think it's harder to make the case for him this year versus last year. You know what would be an interesting thought is also Jacques Vaughn. Mm -hmm. Because Jacques Vaughn took over a team that was arguably in more disarray than the Boston Celtics. Yeah, You had players asking to be traded. You had the coach getting fired midway through, uh, like not in the offseason, in the middle of the season. You had KD asking for, you know, the GM to be fired. You had all the issues around Kyrie Irving and the He's 14 to 1, by the way. 14 14 to 1 right now. 14 to 1 is not a bet. Everyone loves him. And an interim coach, I don't know if an interim coach has ever won it before. But an interim coach winning— In the NFL, it has. Bruce Arians won it in Indianapolis. I don't think anybody in the—I don't think an interim coach in the NBA has won. So that would be an interesting one as well. What do you think, Peach? What's your fave? Jock Vaughn, that's an interesting look. (sighs) That's a good question who I would like. Um, If I had to make a pick, I I think Mike Brown's got a real possibility just because Sacramento hasn't made the playoffs in forever. If they are like a top five seed, I think there's a real possibility there, like you would say. But making a bet today, I think Brown would be my guy, 10 to 1, I think. Yeah, and you're right, Peach. The thing that I didn't mention is there's been a playoff drought for so long. You look at Mm -hmm. Cleveland, they had LeBron for a long time, many LeBron years where they were going to the finals. Okay, we get all that. Utah was the number one seed two years ago. Yeah. You look at the Kings, they haven't done anything in a long time, to the Since point— Since Peja Stojakovic was there. And Bibby and Chris Webber. Oh, man, that team was fun. They were. And I think people kind of expected them forever to be bad. Yeah. Because it's like, that's what it's always been, so mm-hmm. that's what it's always going to be. And then you have someone come in and instill the Warriors culture, make a couple of trades, get a couple of key pieces. They're passing the rock like crazy. They're in the top, if they're in the top four, top five of the West. Like, for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in that long to be a top four team, top five team— there's going to be a lot of chatter around that. Chatter. I don't think he'll end up winning it, but like that's the hard part about this, right? You can see value, and we can find a path for these certain coaches to win it, but I almost see then that's a Mike Brown getting the Kings to, like let's say, a four seed. That's J.B. Bickerstaff last year with the Cavs. That's Taylor Jenkins maybe even last year, or you could argue the year before with Memphis, where it's like you took that big jump, you made, you, you improved the culture, you got there, and, and a quick turnaround. We see a lot of great results. 
but there's other guys ahead of you that have actually done more this season. So you feel like it's going to be the next step up for him, but he would really have, like, they would have to be the number one seed in the West for him to win it and get it over somebody like a Willie Green or a Taylor Jenkins, just given the fact that they, again, that's if these teams continue on the same trend that they're on right now. Yeah, I don't know if Sacramento needs to be the number one seed, but I think they need to be, I think they need to be, like, not in the plan. Like, I think they need to be a top six team. I, I, I don't know. And it, it depends on if, how these other teams look. Like, let's say the standings ended where they are right now. And the Kings are the sixth seed and the Grizzlies are a two seed. I just find it hard to see that Mike Why Brown wouldn't Mike wins Malone it. win it? And that's what I'm saying. It could even be Mike Malone. Yeah. I'm saying over Mike Brown. I yeah, find yeah. it hard for Mike Brown because of those other coaches that are just ahead of him and what those teams have done. Speaking of Michael Malone, he's 14 to 1. I don't think anyone. And listen, like, these these standings are so fluid. Like you have Denver and Memphis with the same record, right? New Orleans one game behind. Phoenix has the same amount of wins, but two more losses. It's very bunched up. Mm-hmm. So what's happening right now in terms of the standings might not be the way it is two weeks from now or two months from now. Very much the case. And that's the thing. Like the parody we talk about in the NBA, these games this time of year, <laughs> you got teams losing by 20. They'll come back and win by 15 the next night. 